Welcome to Unlimited Boundaries with your host, Officer B. Lester Bailey. I like to talk about mental health. And here in the United States, mental health has so many different areas in which people are having problems with. Today, I'm going to talk about suicides. And one of the things that I have to talk about suicides is recently they're starting to talk about first responders in their suicides and suicides attempts. Most of the first responders are dealing with everyday situations. Some are so intense that some of the police officers, firemen, paramedics, and others that are first responders have difficulties in what they see. It's amazing when you walk upon a body for the first time. I remember when I was first starting the job and I was chasing someone for narcotics. I am flying down the street. And as I'm running down the street, I mean, I'm pedaling. I can see this guy going. He had just been throwing out all types of marijuana bags and a few cocaine bags on the street because he was trying to get rid of it. So I'm picking up as I'm chasing after him. And as I'm running and running and running after him and I'm getting closer and closer and closer, I get to this large field right behind a viaduct. And all of a sudden, you know, you can just see this guy and he's moving through the grass and I'm moving through the grass with him. And all of a sudden I trip over something and I fall and I'm starting to roll over him. And it's harder for me to catch him because, of course, his speed is still increasing and my speed is slowing down. So I finally get this guy. I'm putting him in handcuffs and we're walking back as we're walking back. Again, I tripped over the same object I tripped over before, and I'm kind of curious what it was. Well, it happened to be a young lady around the age of 18, 19 years of age, and she has been stripped clean. She's laying on the ground completely naked, and she's been dead for approximately three to four hours. Now, I, of course, was the person at the time, and this is when I first got onto the job. I, at the time, was so deathly afraid of seeing somebody dead. I did not believe that. You know, they tell you about it in the academy, these things will happen. But they don't tell you is how you're going to react to something that has happened and what you have seen. Now, of course, during this time, way back in the late 80s, when we were doing the job, Chicago police officers had to pick up the bodies and remove the bodies. When you have a major fear of someone that is dead, this stays in your system. You remember what that was and that feeling. And I know that it may not sound like crazy about something that sticks in your crawl, but that's an experience that stood with me and will probably stand with me probably until the day that I pass away. So when you're looking at the job of first responders, they get pile-up system. They, you know, we call it PST, you know, being that post-traumatic system, or PTS, post-traumatic system. You, you get that feeling, and when you're getting that feeling and you're having it, you think for some odd reason that it doesn't affect you. It affects us each and every time that we are out there. It doesn't matter the police, you know, what level they are, whether they're 
local police officers? Were there state police officers? Were there federal police officers? You call them by any name or any alphabet that you want. It is the thing that piles up. You see death on a regular basis. You see people being killed or shot at or stabbed or split apart. You see some of the worst things ever. They talk about it in the service because things are happening faster, but these officers are seeing it regularly. Last year, they stated that there were at least 25 Chicago police officers that committed suicide. And the truth is, is actually two police officers every month in the city of Chicago that actually commit suicide. Two officers, be it if it's male or female, they commit suicide. Now, it's hard for police officers because some of them are very close friends. Some of them you've worked with. I had a sergeant that I was working with on the north side of Chicago and very good guy. We laughed, we joked, we were out for lunch one particular day. And we talked about all of the things that we would be looking forward to at retirement time. Well, you know being that thing that you're looking for at retirement because you get tired of seeing death, murder, homicides, robbery, you, the sick, the wounded. You are pulling all of that feelings in you every day. And then you're dealing with your family and you're trying to give your family that smile, that love. You're trying to hold them into your system and your body. And yet these things are eating at you on the inside. Policemen, because of us always trying to be the strong one, the master, the superpower of that particular world or your circumstances where you're in, you're bottling up problems. And sometimes you believe that you don't have anyone to talk to. Policemen have to talk to policemen about these problems because we see them. We're a part of them. We feel them. We must share our feelings because we don't like to share it. Well, anyway, with this particular sergeant, we're out to lunch. We're having a good time. We're looking forward to our children going to school. We're looking forward to that dinner, that movie that we want to go to. But yet sometimes duty calls and we can't go out to that situation. This sergeant and I and a couple other people were having lunch. When we had lunch, the sergeant decided to go home to pick up some items from home. Well, after about 20 minutes, I'm calling the sergeant and I'm looking to say, hey, Sarge, I mean, I'm calling you. I know you went home. Let me make sure that, you know, there was a problem at your house. So I ring the, you know, I get to the door. I open the door because it was unusually open. Normally in the city of Chicago, you know, you close the doors, lock the doors and everything. But I opened the door. I opened the door to see my sergeant who had killed himself who had committed suicide. Does that thought stay with me? Yes. Even after retirement, that thought stays in my mind. That thought is a never fleeting thought. Sometimes people can handle those mystery thoughts. Some other people cannot. Seeing dead people, seeing freshly dead people is a very hard thing to see. That's traumatic. I, on the other hand, have been shot at several times when I was on the job, and I've seen people die in front of me, but that's not some, something that I let into my spirit. 
I'm one of the few people that it does not affect as badly as others. Every incident affects us. The chasing of the criminal to believing and not trusting in people as you see them. It has nothing to do with the racism that you may see on the job. Because you do have racism in every part of policing. You have that. You may work with a racist person. You may work with someone who is bonafide having true or other mental illnesses that they bring to work and they have not been diagnosed with whatever that that problem is. It is real, ladies and gentlemen. It is real. So when policemen are talking to you and you're saying it, and if you know that this is a family member of yours, that you haven't thought to seek some help for them, you can always walk into a police station, talk to police officers, talk to, of course, their supervisors, whatever it is you need so that this person can continuously live. There are problems that each one of us have. Every one of us has something that we live with daily, even after we have retired. It is real. Remember that. Policemen see the worst of people on a regular day basis. The worst of them. When you get a chance to see somebody that is good and you're very helpful to them, that's all a part of the love that we can actually share outside and it can bring us some joy. Policemen need hobbies. They need something other than policing to have to deal with every day. They don't have something other than that. For me, it used to be roller skating, and that was my way of getting and releasing. I was one of the the blessing ones who was able to, or I was that blessed person that was able to live through and to be able to put my feelings out there on the floor instead of trying to keep those feelings with me on a regular basis. We must talk about it. Officers, the ones that are listening to me, Talk about the problems. Seek out other police officers. For you first responders of any sort, talk to the people that you work with. They do have an insight versus the world. If you get professional counseling, it's okay to talk to to those professionals. Those professionals hear a lot of your stories. For you uh, teachers and dentists who also have high suicide rates, Yes, policemen and dentists have high suicide rates. Don't believe that they do not. They hear the worst of the worst all of the time. The students that come in who have family problems, who are not eating, who are not being able to have a place to sleep. There are at least a a fourth of the children who go to school who are homeless, actually homeless children And nobody is there taking care of that homeless child, but that child is on his or her way back to you. They need to have somebody to talk to, somebody to mentor as they go back and sometimes have to deal with cold weather, have to deal with no food, no place to sleep, no one to talk to. And yet their friends who their so-called friends, because remember when you were a child, They were so-called friends. Everybody you thought that would talk to you was your friend, but they wouldn't even help them. And they hide these problems and these feelings because they don't have people to talk to. So I want you all to start reaching out, to start trying to find a way to help those 
who are your first responders, to help those who are your dentists, your teachers, or just a family member. Seek their seek them some help. Don't always wait on them to do it. You can see the signs that people do when they're acting unlike normal. Yes, there will be times, like with my sergeant, I missed those signs of that day. I should have noticed certain things that I didn't notice on him about his changing of attitude and what he was thinking. I didn't notice those things that he started drinking more than usual. I didn't notice the fact that he didn't want to go home. These are things that if I would have really been paying attention at the time, I may have been able to help him through one more day. Because remember, it's the one day that you get past. It's not the every day. It's the one day at a time. So reach out and help someone. Be able to go to that person and thank them for what they do and let them know that sometimes all you have to do is listen and not suggest and not tell people because you don't know what their problem is. You don't know what their depression may be. You are not that particular person. Let that person tell you how they are. Do not judge them. Just sit and listen. So this. Thank you all. Thank you all for coming to listen to Unlimited Boundaries with Officer B. You all are amazing. Please help out to reach out to someone. This is being sponsored by Total Life Changes, TLC, health and wealth products. If you're interested in network marketing, then you want to make sure that you can get paid using your health and your wealth. And you can find out about detox teas and other supplements. Please go to www.shop.totallifechanges.com slash Lester 007 and you would be amazed at the products that they'll have to get you healthier and wealthier. Again, you're going to go to www.totallifechanges.com slash Lester 007. You all stay amazing and thank you for coming along and listening to the Unlimited Boundaries.